We love a good SOP. <laughs> Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Okay, Workwives, I have a dilemma. I'm really good at my job, but I keep getting passed over for promotions. I don't understand this at all. I've been with the company for seven years, and at least I think I have what it takes to progress. I've been asked to interview internally for roles above mine, so there's clearly conversations happening about me which are positive. Uh, Do you have any ideas on how I can get ahead? I'm making plenty of money and... In fact, probably overpaid for my role, and I'm definitely not complaining, but I'd like to stretch into more responsibilities. So what can I do? Oh, and this is Val from Oakland. Val, unfortunately, or fortunately, I know exactly what the problem is. Okay. (laughs) You came to the right place, I guess. What, what, what's the problem? (laughs) (laughs) She's the only one that knows how to do her job. There's no backfill. So even though other people see her doing great work, her manager is probably like, she's too valuable Mm. in that position. Right where she is. Yeah. Ooh, I hate that. This is the worst thing. You're stuck exactly where you are because you're too good. If you want bite-sized information about how to get more out of corporate America, follow us on Instagram at Ask Your Workwife. Let's back up. I think Val, it may help to like put on professor mode here, but like understand the entire system within which we're operating. And unfortunately, this goes back to like political philosophy 101. So come with me here. I'm excited. To the library. <laughs> The system that we're working in, in corporate America, and that's unique to American capitalism, lives and dies by the myth of Adam Smith. And Adam Smith, the American interpretation of Adam Smith, is that consumer tastes and preferences drive the economy. And that's everyone individually, their tastes and preferences. Everyone individually acting in their own self-interest. Everyone saying, what do I want? My tastes and preferences are what I'm going to spend money on, or Mm -hmm. what I'm going to value, what I'm going to prioritize. And Adam Smith's theory, as interpreted by American capitalism, is that if everyone does that, then the collective gets higher. If everyone is ambitious, if everyone acts in their own self-interest, if everyone's taking care of the I, then the we mm. is naturally brought up, mm. right? Because you're, you're kind of dropping the, it's also Darwinism on some level, <laughs> right? Like you're dropping the people who don't have an ambition. They're just writers on the common. They're just coming with us, mm. Right. So it's a little bit like the rising tide raises all boats, Mm -hmm. but each boat has to pay attention to itself, right? Yeah. So like if we take that and bring it all the way down (laughs) to to where we're at, it's like you have to watch out for yourself. In fact, my cousin makes fun of me for this regularly because I will tell him like, you know, just update him on like where I'm at in my job. And, And there's always a point about like six to nine months in where he asks me the same question. Vanessa, why do you keep working yourself out of a job? Mm. right mm-hmm. and, and I'm like well because I don't want to be in the exact situation you've described I always want to have a backfill I want always want to be able to move up that's right so every time I come into a job literally every time 
for better, for worse, frankly, <laughs> I, I get in and I optimize the system. It's like, I'm very good at process optimization, project management, things like that. But like, I don't like to do them. I'd rather be having this like really big esoteric, big idea, <laughs> bullshit conversations all the fucking time. Mm-hmm. Be paid for that and like go home just satisfied by having a good conversation. That's what <laughs> I want. Right. But I, I have to do the foundation work in order for all of us to be able to do that. Totally. Right. All of us be making more money, right? Well, and I like I like that because on the one hand, it's a big win to optimize, make more efficient, save money yeah. anywhere, right? So that's that looks good for you. Totally. And it gives you opportunity to do more, better, cooler shit. Mm-hmm. So it's exactly. good for your future, like your present resume and your future self, right? Val wants to move up. Yeah, totally. Val wants bigger opportunities. Val wants to be making more money, even mm-hmm. though she's overpaid. We love it. Go off. Yeah. But are you really acting that way mm-hmm. or are you being the single knowledge holder? Right. Like I, I'm a person, you're a person who likes to go into an organization and know all the things I want to talk to everyone. I want to see all the things I want to know all the gossip and I, you know, ears open, mouth shut. Like <laughs> this is an operating principle of ask your wife. I want to know all the things, but in the course of getting that information, are you also hoarding processes? Mm-hmm. Are you, are you the only person that knows how to do this? Or have you written an SOP and socialized it and published it? Totally. Have, are you actively teaching people? Are you actively showing your work? Are you actively training people to come behind you? There's like a little bit of, there's a lot of bit actually, a lot of bit of scarcity around trying to, trying to do that. Yeah. Cause there are people who, there's a lot of people in the world. And I used to be this person who are like, Oh, my job security comes in the fact that I am the only person who knows how to do this. Right. Right. But actually what you you're now too secure in your job to promote. Hmm. That's the problem. Right. Yeah. You've got a job forever, but that means you can't. the same job forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> not just a happy position at this company. Right. And if we take it one step back, not only do you want to move up, but the people under you want to move yeah. up and you're not moving up also stymies their growth. Mm-hmm. Not that you need to be so selfless as to worry so much about them, but those are the people who's coming up behind you, who's backfilling you will yeah. allow you to move up. And so there's, if there's no one waiting in your wings, mm-hmm. that also is a sign that you're never going to move up. Totally. And like those people, and I can see it in your question. Those people are leapfrogging you. They mm-hmm. want to move up. They realize they can't have your job because you're too valuable. Mm-hmm. So they're moving around you and often over the top of you. Mm-hmm. So now you report to them. We don't like that either. We don't like that at all. Like I, I was at a company once where <laughs> my manager had been at that company for 25 years as a manager, like lower M case manager. Sorry, not a VP of North America. No, <laughs> 25 years. God. She she should have been like the senior global VP of operations. Yeah. Based on what she was required to do. She was the singular person who put together the monthly messaging coordinating meeting with the entire board and the C-suites and all the global VPs. For that $3 billion company? Yeah, she fucking owned that meeting. She owned all the operations that came out of it. Like she's the the singular person who kept the website up and running. Do you know what I'm saying? She's the singular person who ran the biggest event of our year, mm. right? Like our Black Friday, she ran that event. Wow. And yet she's still a low level manager. Mm. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she's getting paid fine, but like she's still a singular contributor. Right. Right. Like, and in fact, I, I got to watch the rest of her team, including me, get taken away from her. Because we'd all moved up, moved on, moved over. And so it's just her. So she was like starting a new team from scratch. Oh my God, Val. Yeah. Like that's you're like, seven years in. That's like, don't get to 25. No, <laughs> no. Yeah. There's still hope on the horizon. Okay. So, so after the break, we're going to talk about what you can do about this. All right, Val. 
we don't want you to stay here any longer. No. Okay. So here's how to work yourself out of a job. Yay. Yay. I love this. <laughs> okay. Welcome. Number one, you have to have these conversations with your manager. Mm-hmm. How do I grow? What do I want and how do I get there? Yeah. How do I get there inside this organization? How do I get there outside this organization? In fact, I will allow you, Val, <laughs> to change the first question of a one-on-one. Mm. The, the number one question you should always ask in a one-on-one is where's my race? Where's my race? Guess what? Your new question is where's my title bump? Where's you, my scope bump? Yeah. What what are my stretch projects? What like Absolutely. What are you gonna give to me so that I can accomplish XYZ? Absolutely. And have a goal in mind. That requires that you know what XYZ is. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> so that's number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, as you're this is a so that's in your one on ones. Mm-hmm. In your day to day, you are documenting everything. A thousand percent I hate this step. I want you to be replaced by seventeen Google Docs. Yeah. Put everything in your brain into a spreadsheet, a flowchart, a Google Doc, mm-hmm. a video recording of you training somebody on the thing. And when people come to ask you a question, you send them the doc. That's you correct. do not answer it. Yeah. It's like, hey, actually, I've written out an SOP for this. So it's over here. Read it. Let me know if you have any questions. Put your name on it. Put it in a folder that's accessible to everyone at the company mm-hmm. Foot, and move on. In the footer, in gray, make it a watermark. Love that. You're welcome. Okay. That way, everyone knows that you did it. Yes. Yes. So you still get credit. <laughs> yeah. You, st- you still get credit. People still know who you are. Visibility. Obviously. But like you have, you have removed yourself from the equation because your brain is now on the outside and Mm -hmm. it's in Google Drive. Yeah. And that's better for everybody. It's better for you. It's better for them. Third thing you can do, start training people around you. Totally. So you can scale these trainings by recording them. You can invite people into lunch and learns. You can volunteer to present on an all hands. You can make a training session, whatever makes the most sense for your company. Start inviting people in. So you've got the documentation here that lives in an evergreen way. And Mm -hmm. then you can proactively invite other people in yeah. to proactively learn. We had a guy on our team who, on a team of 97 marketers, who was particularly good at Excel and pivot tables. And just like Love he it. came from stats, like yeah. he came from data analytics and was like incredible. He started hosting lunch and learns on his own. He just emailed all of us and was like, hey, several of you have asked me questions about how to build this functionality totally. in this, mm-hmm. right? Um, I believe in us being a data-driven organization. I'm doing this in my own free will and choice. Like, <laughs> it's like, his right hand raised. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. it's his hand so, on a Bible. Yeah, <laughs> so he, but like, he's like, I'm gonna be in the lunchroom, like in this, you know, particularly quiet part of lunchroom mm-hmm. every day or every two, maybe every Tuesdays or Thursday, something. Sure. From like 11 to noon. Come ask your questions. Yeah, right? totally. And it was incredible. He had he had a classroom of 20 every lunch. It it's was incredible. Great. I love that. It and empowers everyone and it works yourself out of a job. And what he managed to do was like not be the guy who was making all the pivot tables so he could actually work on marketing strategy. Ugh, love uh, this for huh? him. Yeah, no, he did a really great job and then and then he parlayed himself into a marketing director role outside the company. Snaps for Excel guy. And then he took maybe 10 other people with him to that company. I've watched this drama wow. unfold on LinkedIn. He's been doing great. <laughs> okay, we love it. Uh, you know who you are. <laughs> I'll say too, like if you have the opportunity to record these sessions, put those in yes. that same folder, like scale it, document it, like yes, get your to brain my away. Other podcasts that I do for work. Video is the most scalable type of content. Well said. <laughs> Thank you. And lastly, as always, you should always be tooting your own horn. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. I want you posting these lunch and learns. Hey, at general, come to this thing. Hey, at general, here's the recording mm-hmm. of this thing. Hey, at general, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Regularly send them to your manager. Hey, so-and-so asked me a question today. So I wrote that as oh, SOP that. and sent them there. Here's the link in case somebody else asked you the same question. Incredible. Mm-hmm. 
And then like maybe once a month or once a quarter, like, hey, here's an email with links to all the SOPs. Here's the folder with all the SOPs. Yeah. Circulate it around. Put it in your company's like internal wiki. Yeah, Wherever totally. it goes, put it there. Make sure HR knows. Hey, HR, you have training and onboarding documents. Guess what? If you're training and onboarding anybody into this department, they need to read all of the shit. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing this anymore. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So Val, what you should expect after six months of this mm-hmm. is that when that next opportunity for internal promotion comes up, there's no reason not to take you higher. Yeah. There's no reason not to promote you. There's no reason not to bring you to the other department. There's no reason not to give you bigger, more visible, more impactful opportunities. And I would even like, if you're being asked to interview, mm-hmm. I would enlist the manager who's asking you to interview as your partner and champion in this mm-hmm. and say up front to them, Hey, I'm super interested in this. And, and actually like, I'm, I'm excited for this opportunity. One of the problems I've been facing is that I haven't been able to take this because, because I think my manager thinks I'm too valuable where I'm at. I want you to know that in an effort to help that I have done the following things. I have put all this training in place. I have told people where to find this and they're very empowered to do this on their own. So, so I'm not the singular knowledge holder anymore. Right. Put that language in their mouth, send them to the mutual VP mm-hmm. who's going to have to make this decision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they so have they something can defend def- you too. Yeah, and it's not just like one uh, company line just from your manager totally. is the only voice in the room. Totally. I love it. Oh, Val, I'm so excited for your yeah, upcoming too. promotion. I want to know about this. <laughs> also, I want to see the SOPs, frankly. We love a good SOP. <laughs> question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. I'm not recording. Ah. Hang on. Sorry. It's recording over there. That's good. <laughs> it would be recording over here. It's okay. <laughs> we don't love it for ourselves. We don't love it. <laughs> That's <laughs> annoying. Um, I liked that though. Hmm? You want to do it again? <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to get the same reaction out of you. <laughs>